That's one beer for you, two for me, three or four more, high five, I gotta pee. Yeah, that's six, seven, eight, eight, fine, cheers, but let's sleep. We're nine beers deep, nine beers deep. Hey, dude. Oh, dude. Yes. Your makeup looks great, man. I like how we're both, like, naked underneath. You got to, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you actually look really terrifying. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. I was kind of go more for like a Rob Zombie thing. I was going to initially do Cruella. Yeah. But then I was like, ah, I watched 31 two nights ago. And, and then I was just like, oh, I want to do like a Rob Zombie character. Dude, you definitely look like you stepped out of a Rob Zombie film. Well, thank you. That's, that Especially was the goal. Especially with those fucking gloves, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I can, can barely you? hear you for some reason. Uh, uh, I think it's my we, headphones are fucked We up. are starting off so strong. Whatever. Our costumes look good. That's all that fucking matters. Yeah. Because that's why people tune into the podcast so they can see us. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. God damn it. Why can't I hear you? Yeah, I'm going to fuck with this. Yeah, dude. Fuck, fuck with it. I don't know what the fuck changed. Oh, I it can does... hear you perfectly oh. now. Cool. I, don't, right. I have no idea. It's the evils of Halloween. Halloween. Nine, Nine beers deep. Beers deep. Ooh. I'm Cody Shelton. And I am Seth Harmon. Yeah, you can't see us, but we're dressed up. Oh, we look good. Yeah, yeah. You're, you look very dapper. Very great makeup. Oh, thank you. Uh, uh, I went and bought really shitty makeup thinking, oh, this will be just fine. And then, of course, I mean, who would have thought that it went on super shitty uh so then i just got i hope it's okay uh i have like that base of like the shitty makeup on and Mm -hmm. then i just got my acrylic paint and just painted on my face oh my god you painted your face with acrylic paint we'll see if what that means well i have like a lay like a thick layer of that uh face paint on and i have lotion and a base on so that's all on top of it so we'll see. Yeah, what you'll be okay. I did a lot of lube before I did the makeup, yeah. and it's already yeah, coming yeah. off my face because of that. That made me think. A friend of ours went to go see a show. They did Midsummer, and to agree with him, it was some of the most incredible stage makeup I have ever seen in my life. Oh, really? It was so fucking cool. Yes, and so they had <laughs> full body paint. Dude, you just and keep touching your hair. You're it's just like everywhere. Uh, it's fucking uh, everywhere. It's like sorry to interrupt your story, but I just keep fucking laughing at you. Yeah, it's um, everywhere. Jesus should have combed this out a little better. <laughs> um, their whole bodies were painted for the most part, and from from stage, like one, you know, they're running around, they're doing stuff, and the makeup never came off. And also, it just looked incredible under the lights. Yeah. And so he went backstage, and he was like talking to the head of the costume department at the time and he was like the the makeup is incredible like what did you do and she's like oh you know like we just did what you normally do normal makeup and then like leaned in she was like and i mixed in paint <laughs> so these fuckers that's why they, it was they weren't sweating it off because it literally would not come off she used actual paint and painted them and didn't tell them <laughs> Oh, shit. Was it coming <laughs> off, like, at night? Like, could they, like, get it off of them? I don't know. Well, I know that she was without a concern. Nine Beers Deep, Halloween! Ooh. Yeah. Oh, dude. Uh, so to, today I'm drinking, in honor of all of our Halloween beer pong nights, 
Just a solo? solo cup. Yeah. I love it. Thought love I'd it. lean into the memories real hard. Man, what I'd get for us to all play some beer pong. Dude, I know. I feel like I don't even remember the last time I actually played beer pong. It might have been the night that I wore the heels. No, I would have had to have been after then because we, we, we stay, I was in that house for a while. And beer pong was a pretty regular thing, if you think. Especially that year. Because that was the same year that Muzza was in town. And we basically played beer pong every week. Oh, I'm getting my times mixed up. I thought I know. that was well, like our easy. senior year, though, right? With the heels? No. Uh-uh. Oh, you're right, because Aubrey was still there mm-hmm. and Beamer. They hadn't graduated uh-huh. yet because everybody graduated before us because yeah, we, we took, took our forever. fucking time. <laughs> uh, uh, you know what I wish we could do? And yeah. anyone that listens to this podcast that's also an ORU alum because there's a good amount of them, I wish we could all just Halloween party in our costumes oh in Howard. God. Just really just torch it, you know? Dude, Real barn burner, if you will. Some would. of the best fucking dance parties, like sober dance parties happen. Ridiculous. In that fucking building. Just think if we could just have had a couple of bottles of tequila and, that, and some of those people, it would have been absolute debauchery. Yeah, there would have been babies. Oh, yeah, for sure. Galore. I mean, there was already fucking happening. Seth like, would have been the blowing state. left and right, getting Please pegged don't. by don't put that please don't put that in my head please don't put that in my head at all that sounds terrible yeah it wouldn't have lasted that long i hope for you oh that sounds terrible (laughs) you just put a nightmare in my head yeah dude that makes me think when we worked at the at the beast show vanessa the reel of the girl jacking off the fake dick and um a gentleman at work there who they did not get along very well. And he, we were all getting ready for a shift. And he just randomly was like, hey, check it out. And holds his phone up. And he had a picture of his dick. <laughs> a picture of his own dick. And he's laughing, like showing it to us. And he's got a pretty good-sized dick on him. And anyway, we bo- I was like, what is happening? What are you doing? He's like, ah, oh, I just, you know, I just took this. Like, I just took this. Um, and I can't remember why, I think for his, his girlfriend at the time, that's now his wife. And I was like, interesting. He's like, yeah, I just got to let a girl know what she's getting in for, you know? And he walked off and Vanessa sat there for a minute and was like, what a waste of a good dick, you know? What? <laughs> Dude, uh, do you remember when she used to like get our like Monte Cristo sandwiches and make them and look make like vaginas? Them talking well, vaginas. Yeah. And then she would play with them. Yes, I yeah, remember. Yeah, she'd like finger vividly. them and then she'd like. It was gross. She like sin. I don't know if you ever were in this like text. I did day, receive but, like, the text of them was... talking. Sometimes well, she would stick fries in them. They. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but the worst was like, yeah, oh, when you took a bite out of it, it kind of was like, it looked like a just really beat up vagina and she would like flick it, the outsides of it. And um, it was yeah, really just I, vile. I have not had vile. a Monte Cristo since that happened. Not had one. Yeah. Not had the desire to have one. I mean, maybe we shouldn't be wanting deep fried sandwiches anyway, but. Yeah, I maybe have I one definitely haven't had there. Uh, they're so good, especially if you get them with like the jam. Oh, that's so good. Now I want one. But then I think about the now vagina. Now I want one. Get ready, Cody. I have not eaten anything but a banana today. 
and so I'm gonna get drunk real fast. Everybody, li- everybody listening, I apologize. Seth is gonna get real drunk today. Rock and roll. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Get ready for super opinionated interjecting Seth for the majority of this podcast. I have nothing to say. <laughs> Let's just move on. Oh, we should chug a beer. I mean, I'm super excited to be spending Halloween with you. This is really nice. Me like, too, man. I am so, like, I, I don't know. The last few years, I haven't really been able to, like, I've usually worked or you've mm-hmm. worked. But then last whatever. year, we spent Halloween together. We did? What did we do? Yeah. Oh, I was with you. We oh, actually in got LA. to see We each actually other. got to, oh, man, I totally forgot. Yeah. We did get to spend Halloween yeah. together. That was one of the best trips. Yeah, we uh, got real drunk. We got real high. And we hung out with sober people the whole time. It's Halloween. <laughs> we're just hammered. And we're just like <laughs> stumbling around. And like, uh, I remember like at one point I was like, hey, I'm just going to go out to this balcony and like smoke a joint real quick. Do you think anybody's going to mind? <laughs> yeah. He was uh, super against the rules, but whatever. We did it. Oh, uh, fuck, fuck, fuck. We literally sat out there smoking weed until security came and told us that we had to leave. Yeah, then we After kept drinking. Everybody then around we kept drinking. 12 or 1, we went back outside. And split a joint. It was a Split a joint, good. and security came and was like, uh, you have to leave. <laughs> Dude, and that experience, that walk home, because like Sarah and I weren't familiar with LA. Like we were just yeah. in, like, we had, we had land, like when, when we landed and we were like, uh, we got checked into our Airbnb, and then like we were walking over to, to meet you for the first uh, for the first day, there was just somebody just setting a bonfire in the middle of fucking Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> yeah. And like, so we were like not prepared. And then Halloween happened and we were both stoned out of our fucking minds trying to get back to our Airbnb from your place. Prime victims. Seriously, anybody could have just killed us and, or, and raped us or raped us and killed us or both all of those, uh, all of yeah, the Yeah, they never would have got found No, either. but no, uh, it was terrifying i just remember like i couldn't focus on what was ahead of me and there was just like 30 people in like one little area oh yeah because you're walking past those clubs right we had to walk through (laughs) and there was like screen (laughs) fights like happening like there was no other way like we weren't uh i guess in our right minds enough to understand like cross the street cross go back across the street and then cross and then cross over so we just like went through this Oh my crowd God. of people screaming at it. it was a line down the middle of people just screaming at each other back and forth and we just walked right through the middle of them yeah probably could have died probably should have died <laughs> yeah yeah that little string of clubs there that's where the christmas my company christmas party ended in yeah. woo woo did it go south um Oh, dude, that was also the trip that we had the haunted experience at our Airbnb. Uh-huh. I remember you oh, saying dude. that. dude. Ha- let's chug a beer, and then I'll tell that story. Dude, let's go. Pussy, nice I'm waiting. Halloween story. All right, dude. Cheers. Cheers. Love you, man. Love you too, brother. Whoa. Crushed you. Sorry. I did okay. I think I'm just getting better, brother. Sorry, man. I'm getting better, too. That was a- I think that's probably the fastest beer I've chugged. In a few weeks. You could almost beat Wendy Finnemore. I'm sorry. It didn't take me five minutes to chug a beer. I <laughs> uh, love you, Whitney. Yeah. Love you, Whitney. 
Uh, oh, dude, have you been seeing? It sounded those? like I didn't mean it. I mean it. Sorry. What? <laughs> I was like, yeah, love you. <laughs> but I actually do have much love for you. Love you, Whitney. Um, do you really want to hurt me? Do you really want to make me cry? Who is that? Come on, gay boy. Well, don't put that on me. I am a good Come on, gay. gay boy. I'm not a good boy gay. George. It's boy George. I haven't gotten that deep into homosexuality yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still chugging through. There's a lot of information. There is so much information. You know what? who else I haven't gotten into yet? That like, I haven't gotten into Madonna. I want to, like, that's a thing that I go, I want to like listen to all of her albums and. Didn't she just get a ridiculous ass job? She probably did. She's like 73, 74, 102. Knock it off, would you? I don't fucking Walk know. <laughs> yeah, stop it. Like, right. she's just so, but she's, I don't know, like, they're just like taking old, her old parts out and just putting in new ones now. Like She is Repo, the rock opera. She really is, yeah. <laughs> um, still looks hot, I guess, though. I mean, fake, sure, man. hot. Sure, man. I mean, I don't okay. want to fuck her. Same. <laughs> but for different reasons. For different reasons, completely. Oh, if it was it like is. Madonna or just some dude, I would pick Madonna for sure. But that's, <laughs> that's about where the buck stops there. That's, that's a, about where that's the buck a stops. rough call, dude. That's really cruel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I had to choose between Madonna, who has a vagina, and like a like any dude, like the hottest <laughs> dude in the world, I mean, I guess don't I say would any, have, don't say any, because if it was like Leo, I might be like, well, I got a story, you know, like. <laughs> Wait, you'd fuck Leo DiCaprio? I believe it. I believe yeah, it. I don't know. I say no. I say a hard no on that, but oh. who knows. Let's get about, let's get like. Get some champagne in me. Let's see where we go. I was going to say, a couple of bottles <laughs> in. Uh, uh, throw Jesus in Leo. Christ. Being like, hey, you want to be in a movie with me? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. All, is. This is all you got to do. This is all you got to do. I'd be like. Do you want me to put my red gloves on and my wig? Because I will. Oh, there would be gloves for sure <laughs> because my hands are too calloused. Um, <laughs> hey, whatever. That that's not a you know what else, dude. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna need you to bring your lawyer over here right now, or a studio lawyer with a real contract <laughs> wait, that so wait, I get I... to sign <laughs> with guaranteed start dates and salary. So we're literally talking about prostitution at this point. Hundred percent, we're talking about that. Hundred <laughs> percent. What are we For talking sure. about, though? Like the sex you're attracted to or not attracted? What if it's like an old lady? Not even an old lady. Just like I mean, a woman. Just a as, woman. So woman, I mean, as long as they're okay with like throw up in their fucking vagina, I'm, I could, I'd do it. No. What? I have to no. keep my puke down? You got to smile and act like you like it. You got It's going to be your best acting performance ever. How am I supposed to make my dick hard? That's Well, you're that's, not getting cast. See, but that's the difference. It's like, it's just a hole. I mean, I guess like. Just fuck me. Well, it's a woman. Put on a strap on and fuck me. I do that because I don't have to worry about anything getting up. I couldn't get it up for a, for a girl. I couldn't do it. I could like do toys. I could like get up in there. 
I would even go down. Why did you have to make that sound effect? Because that's what I feel like it sounds like. <laughs> like that bean, baby. Oh, God. I mean, Jesus. I guess that's all okay. I do. It's just like sit there and just like, you know, just like test a little clit, you know? Just touch it over and over again because that's what you're Okay. Doing, right? Well, I didn't mean, sorry, everybody. I didn't know it was going to go this way. I didn't. Where did you think it was going to go, Cody? Where did you think it was going? I guess that's where I really fucked up is that I shifted over for you to speak on the on the issue. <laughs> that's on you. That's on yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're at a full stop. Here we go. Um, dude, uh, maybe let's I would like to I'm gone. It's gone. I don't have no idea what I was just about it's to say. It's the meth. It's the meth. I have another it's... good friend that was really addicted to meth and he would do that all the time. Okay. Just because I did meth one time. Now that time, Seth was sending me memes about meth time. not too long ago. I that did, means he's I still did. thinking about it. Yeah. No, because, no, it's it was the worst experience, dude. It was the worst. No, we're not going to get into this. Stop yeah. pushing me he, into he, a corner. He, it was the worst Stop. experience. My dick's never Thank been so you. hard. I've never fucked for so long. I was no. strutting down the street thinking I was a millionaire. All except that last, that last. I was not strutting down the street. I was terrified. <laughs> uh... Why did you bring up meth, dude? Why do you got to do that? Because your brain's shutting down from the meth. Crack open another beer. That'll fix it. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to solve one problem with another. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> oh, that's what dude. I was going to say. Dude, it's Halloween. Let's talk about like, uh, do you want to talk about like scary movies? I was trying to oh, think, like, yeah. Let's talk about some scary movies. Speaking of which, I just watched 31. That's you said. That's Rob Zombie. I have not watched that one. It's good compared to his other his trilogy of the Devil's Rejects and all of those. Like how you know what? I haven't like, I haven't seen all of those yet, so I really can't compare them. They're so good. Um, okay, so it t- was. Tell me what it's about. So thirty one. It also has the guy. Oh fuck! What's his name from uh, Clockwork Orange? So you want me to tell the story while you're trying to Google this? I don't care what the fuck you do. Malcolm McDowell? Malcolm McDowell. He's in it. Um, There's actually a couple people you would recognize in this. It's this group of carnies traveling, mixed group, men and women. And they're heading across country to their next job. What are you doing there? I'm looking at the cast list of 31. I'm just like, You had indigestion or your heart stopped. Wasn't no, sure. I love um, this. This is a great cast. You're right, because you said that I didn't yeah. know people. Like, this is a great cast. So, traveling carnies. And um, on their way, they have to stop to get gas. This is just like a little small. So, this woman basically comes up and is like talking to him, asks what, which direction they're heading. And, of course, the guy's attracted to the woman, so he doesn't think it's suspicious and gives her. Right. And gives her the information along their drive. There's all of these fucking creepy ass scarecrows set up in the middle of the road. And so they have to stop because there's all this shit in the road. And as they're getting out to move the stuff, they're basically abducted. And they wake up and they're in this like massive warehouse that's uh, like all these different elements to it. And it comes over the intercom and it's basically like, hey, this is 31. I can't remember what 31 stands for. But they have to survive. So it's like a game that these really rich people play. They put bets down on the odds. So not if the person, like right. odds that these people will survive. Right. 
and they have these like specialists, like these so these psychopaths that they pay to go into the warehouse, and their sole job is to kill the people. So before the game starts, it's like uh, it's really fucked up. They're all chained up, like hanging, and the first the first killer comes in the room and i don't want to ruin anything but you're like what the fuck who is kind of who my makeup is based off of i was like this dude is demented anyway so they get to see them and he's like coming around talking about all the shit he's going to do to them and they're just like you all you have to do is survive these are your odds of survival based off of what your appearance is like your strength level, stuff like that. We think your odds are 300 to one. Right. Right. Very very hunger games. Very hungry. There's just 12 hours though. And then if they kill that person, then they send in another round and every round, the crazy people are tough, harder and harder to kill. So if you're actually doing your job, it just keeps getting harder for you. And then after every round, they'll shout. They they'll come over the intercom and say what your odds are. Maybe your odds got better. Maybe your odds got worse, depending on things that they know about you and who's coming into the room. So is our odds also based on like if you got like an injury? Yes. So if you got injured, your odds get worse. Right. Stuff like that. Or if you like came out of nowhere and viciously killed someone, your odds just got better. Are you working together? as a team yeah you can work together so they all know each other and so they are allowed to fight as a group and when they wake up they are already given weapons dude this is so sounds like a great movie yeah and i mean the main guy evil or bad for him the evil or good the main guy like the oh god i just don't want to ruin this movie like if you watch the preview you'll see him his name's mr doom and he is like a uh he looks like a clown sort of but his paint, it's like he just puts acrylic paint on his face and yeah, then all of dude, his other coloring is blood. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. That's Mr. Doom. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Uh, I'm excited to watch it because I loved the trilogy, the Devil, the House of a Thousand Corpses trilogy. Devil's it Rejects was, and Three from Hell. It was so good. It was so good. I haven't uh, seen them. I need to watch them. They're on. They're on now. Wait, have you not like, seen on a, any of them? I haven't seen either of those. I have not seen that trilogy. The so here's what I have to say, which is why I loved the movies so much. Every single one is a different kind of horror, like really, horror, like a different kind of horror film. So like, don't think like, oh, I just watched House of a Thousand Corpses, which is very much in kind of like the same vein as like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre horror, uh-huh. right? Right. But then you go into like Devil's Rejects and it's way more like, I don't know, like more psychological. It's more, it's a different, it's a completely separate genre. And then you go to like Three from Hell and it's, I, I, that's a, it's its own thing. <laughs> I can't even put it in a box like of other movies. Because it's it it's it follows the three people, the like three main like scary people throughout their journey. So it's kind of like the first one is more like um, them in their world. So like this is their house, this is their territory, and then the second one is like more like, oh well, this is what they would be like if they were put out into the real world. 
And then the third, and then the third one is more like they're the ones who are trying to survive. Really? It's oh, so it's so fucked up. It is wonderful. It's a great trilogy. I suggest it to everyone. It is a little bit on the the what's the term like gore, but like when the guy sticks the gun up the girl's hoo ha in House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh shit! Yes, yeah. Like that's isn't a House different... of a Thousand Corpses where they literally scan one of the guys and is like walking around with his face on him and stuff like that? And well, that kind of happens in all the movies. <laughs> Like, because the guy likes to take people's faces off and wear them. That's like his thing. God. Okay. Well, okay. Also, I love that he casts his wife in everything. Does he? That's the, uh, that's this chick. This is his wife. Oh, is it really? Yeah. So she's in the 31. Um, I'm that's, pretty sure her role is very interesting in 31. Uh, that's her. She's like one of the leads in the trilogy. She's amazing. She's a, an amazing actress. Like, terrifying to watch. Wait, is she really skinny or a little thick? She's very skinny, blonde hair. But in 31, she's either one of the main characters or a girl that's literally just getting fucked in the ass, and that's her whole scene. <laughs> like, Dude, it's it might really have been. interesting. But, uh, she's one of the bad people in the trilogy, right? She like is. The, she's one of the See, three. in this one, she's, she's not. One she's one of the carnies. Yeah. I would love to see her be on the other side. Yeah, she's on the other side in, in 31. But I really strangely found myself rooting for Mr. Doom. Strangely. It's weird. I don't know why. Because he's no, a horrible human. That's like, Rob Zombie. Because you root for the three horrible people. Yeah. Eventually, you're on their side. Not in the first, not in the House of a Thousand Corpses. You hate them. It's awful. <laughs> but then, like, Devil's Rejects, you're, like, on their fucking side. And then, like, in the, by the third movie, you're like, yeah, do it. Do what you got to do. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, and it's a That's mind fuck because you're sitting there, and like, by the end of the movie, you're like, I don't understand why I was vocally talking to the TV, cheering them on when I know they're the bad people. <laughs> Dude, that's, like, 31, and you'll probably have the same yeah. reaction. There's this scene, so, like, you find out just early on that Mr. Doom is, like, the guy they call in uh, for, like, to knock it out of the park. Like, he is, I mean, his name's Mr. Doom. They all have weird names, you know? You see him getting the call, and this is not ruining anything yeah. in the story. It's just something that, I, like, made me like Mr. Doom. Uh, and he answers the phone. He's, li he's literally having sex, like, watching a horror film, which is weird. And it's, like, weird close-ups on his face. He's just like, yeah! Like, it's weird. It's really weird. But... Anyway, he's answered the phone. He's like, they're, they're asking him to come in based off how things are going. And he was like, um, I wasn't planning on working, you know, and then he, whatever. He, he basically kicks the girl out. And then she's like, you're really arrogant. You think a lot of yourself. And he like stops and he turns and he's like, my assumption is she has no idea what he does for a living. Yeah. And then he like looks at her and, and the guy is an incredible actor. And he's like, when you've been doing what I do for as long as I've done it, you can't call it arrogance. It's only skill, baby. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> like, because it's like even playing ground. Like they can kill him just as easily as he can kill right. them. Right. Right. So like, I was like, that's true that's and awesome. Like, <laughs> like dig through the ditches and burn through the witches. Man, I love. Oh, Robbie. that's yeah, that's great. That's a great song. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So good. Yeah, it's good.
Do you have any uh, gay corner? I do have a little gay corner today. Yeah. Um, I love we said we we're going to talk about films, and we talked about like just one. one film. I mean, we can talk about more if you want. Do you have? A, I mean, we could really go about? a long time. I think. I mean, I love kitschy's horror films. I love Cabin in the Woods, which Cabin is like, in the Woods was so good. It's probably one of my favorite scary movies, just yeah. because it's like. It truly is scary to watch, but also it like understands its own existence yeah. and it acknowledges what it is. And you know what else I, I, I appreciate is like whenever like say Cabin in the Woods, like like a lot of fucked up shit's happening, they have like comedic timing that they right. bring in this like relief uh when you go into the boardroom or the control room and right. you're like Oh, this is nice. Like Which to have even, a minute even, to catch my breath before. Right. Even in the end where like they talk about like the whole movie in the boardroom, they talk about the mermaid, the mermaid, the mermaid, yeah. the mermaid. And then at the very end, spoiler alert, where he is sitting there and this like really ugly creature that's a mermaid is like crawling towards him and like he's the one who dies from like because he wanted the mermaid so bad. Oh, God. <laughs> like, that's just like a mind fuck. Cause it's like, and it's so yeah. good and it's so satisfying, even though it's terrifying in the moment. Like, it's like, oh, wow, that's really creepy that he died from that. But also, it's kind of funny. Um, the irony. The irony, yeah. And they, I like how they, uh, they do that through the whole movie. A lot like um, Scream 2, where they like talk about the, the structure of a of a sequel right like that's the whole like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. plot point of like scream 2 where they just keep talking about the rules of a sequel because in like this in the first one like the that guy talks about the rules of a scary movie and then like he talks about the rules of a sequel because a lot of those rules of a regular scary movie are out the window because anything can happen in the sequel uh, and it's the same kind of idea. They, it's the same approach in Cabin in the Woods where they kind of talk about what it's like to be in a scary movie, scary situation, and then it plays out exactly how they said. Anyway. that's. I like it. I'm sorry. I'm listening. Yeah. I was just listening. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I, you were looking at me like you were waiting for more and I had nothing else to give. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was um, also a big fan of the... Uh... The Saw series. I stopped after like five. I think I stopped after four. The second one, I think I liked it just as much as the first one. I definitely did. The be- Her- the first one was best. The first one was the best. Um, one of my favorite. So, you know, Saw was kind of, in a way, it wasn't the first of its kind, but it was like a new revamp coming out. Yeah. Like for at least our generation, you know? Right. Well, it was a little darker than anything. So it, it, it may have been something that had been revisited in other movies that had happened before, right. but, but this never is at definitely a darker version of everything Man, that dark. had happened. It was and like that, seven on steroids. That it was oh, seven is such a great, scary movie. Holy shit. Movie. Great. But the thing with seven is expected. Mm-hmm. I kind of knew what was gonna. I didn't know what was gonna happen, but like when right. it happened, I was like, "Yeah, knew it." At the end yeah. of Saw, 
I oh, dude, the ending to the first away. one? I was like, the what the one. fuck? I was um, not expecting the ending at all. And if somebody has not seen Saw, I'm mad at you. Go fucking watch it. I'm not going to ruin the ending. So watch it. <laughs> dude, I can still remember me and my one of my really good friends in high school, because I think it came out our senior year, the first Saw, which is crazy to think it was that long ago. Because that series ran for so fucking long. Yeah, but that sounds about it, right. I was definitely our senior year. It was before a football game. I remember we went to go see an early showing. I remember feeling like nervous, dude. Like the screen goes black and it was so dark. There was hardly anyone in our theater. Or yeah. I think there was. I mean, because it was such an early showing, right? Yeah. And there's like this intense music. And I remember feeling like tension, you know, like when there's just tension in the room. And out of nowhere, this guy just yells, he's like, nipple. And like the whole fucking theater just burst out laughing. It was like the perfect time tension breaker. Like, <laughs> and then when I went to go see the second one, I believe it's the second one where it opens up with the pendulum, like hack slowly hacking that man in half. Like it's like a big swinging pendulum no, axe. No, I don't think Is that's, that the third one. Is that my bit? Because isn't the... Isn't the second one the one with the guy with the with the hat that closes in? Is that oh the oh the like they had the things around their neck? He has the he has the yeah thing oh maybe it is the it second slams. one yeah right I think that's the I think that's the second one because right because he has to get the the key out of the right he almost gets it he almost he almost oh. gets it. It was so great. He was so close. He was so close. Yeah. So this one, this guy wakes up and it's kind of a heavier set man. And he's like strapped down on this table. I and I one, don't yeah. think he's meant to survive this. But the fucking thing, this like this massive like axe blade cuts and it's like swinging. And every time it swings, it's a little bit lower. So it's not touching him yet. But you're just hearing it like. Yeah. And he's like trying to figure out how to get out of this thing. And then the first one, it like barely cuts his skin and it just keeps going. But I anyway, hate I hate it. Packed theater, packed theater. There's this couple, they come in late. And I mean, like, it's already about to start, but like nothing gory's happened yet. See, so I watch this couple walk up. They sit a few rows behind me. The opening thing happens like you watch this man being horribly mutilated by this huge axe. And all of a sudden, it's like the screen goes black and it's like saw. And then all of a sudden, the dude is like, Hell no! And then they just get up and walk out of the theater, and literally everyone burst out laughing. They were the last ones in, and the fucking first ones out. They barely made it to the intro. Of the well, fuck you, you stupid bitches! Suck it up. Yeah, watch yeah, it. It's gruesome. Dude, seriously, my favorite scene in all the saws, the entire series, because I only I watch like saw one through four or five and then i skipped and then i watched like saw like seven i don't know how yeah. many are out like I yeah they, they a ran few. for a while they're still going out because they stopped the numbers because it's not numbers anymore then it's changed to jigsaw and then it changed to oh, something right. else is the second one where she's in the pit of the syringes oh trying yeah trying to find the key and you find out she's the apprentice 
Oh, so good. So fucking good. Water. Wait, that's the same one that it literally opens. It's like, I love some of the, how quickly some of the people die. Like, that's when they're in the house, right? Right. It's like they're, they're in, in the house. And yep. There's literally a doorbell and it's like, do, do not ring. And they got, and it's like, there's like a peephole in the door. And he fucking looks through the peephole and then rings the door. And there's just a gun on the other side and it blows his head off. It's like, immediately, this idiot well, does... The thing it says not to do. That's the thing about the second one that I, 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 I judge so much because obviously like the pit one, great moment. It, get, it, it hurt me to watch her dig through. Jump in those dirty syringes. And then to rewatch it, to know that she was a part knows. of that. And she knows she has to do it because they're not going to survive unless she fucking does it. That's a mind fuck. Even if she was the evil person, that's a mind fuck. She right. has to get in there, and she fucking has to do it. Because she was also one of the people that survived right. the head clamp. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was, uh, it was the, uh, the jaw. Oh, the jaw. That's right. There's so many moments in the, that second one where they're in the house, like where she puts her hands through the blades. Oh, you have to, yeah. It's like, why would you put both hands through? Why wouldn't you put one hand through, move the blades aside, and grab the key? Yeah. Use your fucking head. Other than, like, I guess at that point, like, they were, like, being poisoned with gas. Like, yeah. it was slowly, like... You're desperate. Like, infiltrate. Like, the gas was being pu- pumped in, and so, like, it's right. fucking with your mind, so you're not completely clear. I get that. But even in, like, any time in my life I've ever thought about something, even when I'm, like, fucked out of my mind drunk, high, on drugs, whatever, I think logically. I would have put one hand through, moved the blades aside, and grabbed it. I would have fought. I don't know. It stressed me out because she put one hand through, she couldn't get it out, and then she put the other hand through and couldn't get it out. It made me very upset. Also, put the other hand through more and move the blades. Yeah. Not that fucking hard. Think. It was very stressful to watch. Because then she just was sitting there, sawing her fucking the blood. Hand. Just fucking yeah. God, it's horrible. It's also when the guy has to crawl through the razor wire. That was the first one, I think. So it's kind of a heavier set man that attempted to kill himself. Oh right, and because of it was either because he had to get out of the basement. Yeah, or the door was going to lock. Right. And he was never. And actually, I think at that one, you remember he was never meant to. Like the door would have locked anyway. But so he was either going to have to try to crawl through razor wire right. naked or the door was going to slam and he would starve to death slowly. And so you're watching him trying to crawl through that shit. Right. But, but it was because he had like... tried to kill himself. That's why that was his, his, uh, his game. But there was something else. There was another element in that one. Like he had to get into a safe to, cause he was poisoned, Right. And there was poison either in the safe or poison at the top of the I honestly stairs. can't remember. I, if, I like, mean, it's been an, so antidote, long. Antidote in the safe or antidote at the top of the stairs. There was a reason he had a time limit to get oh, to the I, other. If I remember correctly, it was literally just there was a timer on the door. The door was sitting open. Right. And if he did not crawl through in a certain time, it was going to close and seal shut. And that was it. Like, it would never reopen. Oh, because and it so, was sealed and he would lose and oxygen. It was like the room was sealed, right? Literally, the only, if he just sat, because he was like in a big cage of razor wire, he was okay where he was sitting. Right. But he would die from 
either starving to death or I mean without food or water or would run out of air in this sealed room. Right. Either way, it would be a very slow, not fun death. I'm sorry. I wouldn't have chosen the razor wire. I know. Well, and the problem with him is that he panicked and he started trying to like run because it was hurting. And then he started cutting all these major arteries. Right. No, not doing that. Dude, fuck that. I'd rather starve to death slowly than get cut open over and over and over and over and over again. You know what's kind of fucked up is that, honestly, you would probably hit a a point of desperation that you would still do it. I don't think that I could... I'd have to be out of my mind. That's what I'm saying. You would reach a point that you're out of your mind. He did it so quickly. Yeah, because he wanted to live. Right, because it locked. Because it I, locked. I, he I had something like a minute or two minutes to make it out of that razor wire. It, like this conversation is like yeah. heightening And he started out slow. He was like trying to be careful, yeah. but it was so sharp that every time it touched him, it was like cutting him. So then it, like he was trying to slowly make his way through it. And then the time was almost out. So then he starts trying to run. And I remember he gets like one of them slams yeah. into his stomach. And then he starts swinging into all the other shit yeah. and dies like that. I think he almost made it. But I, mean, I think he did. Uh, that was the point is that they were like, I think they even said that uh, that was part of the dialogue was he almost made it. Yeah. But it, and like his guts were just like strong yeah. behind him because he just yeah, kept He was not meant to live. It, it causes me so much anxiety because I feel like I'm not that kind of person. I feel like if, if somebody gave me that kind of ultimatum, I'd just be like, all right. <laughs> sit there and just <laughs> wait for it to happen because I'm like, all right, well, I'm not going to sit here and like have my last moments of life be absolute utter stress and yeah. pain and anxiety. I just, it's going to yeah, sit every, here every one and these... reflect on my life and be like, okay, I did this. These things led to here. All right. Bye world. <laughs> yeah, for real. I mean, even the first saw, I mean, think about like the, it was so many little nuances that were horrible. Like the people, they're chained to the wall and they have saws, right. hence the name. But the saw was dulled in a way it couldn't cut through the chain, right? but it could still saw through your leg. But the so most you're using fucked the, up thing is that key went down the drain at the very beginning. Yeah. No way he could have known about it. He yeah. never knew that that key was there fucked up yeah super fucked up disturbing yeah i feel gross right now yeah (laughs) (sighs) all right so we went through that that was good that was great but saw that was like a halloween ritual for me for about five years oh dude go opening night a great fucking movie I haven't it's on my list of halloween movies to watch but i have not watched it yet and i, I maybe i'll watch it tonight maybe not because now i'm like <laughs> really they're good. also just so graphic that it's like wow the first you really one, went there yeah huh? the first one is super graphic not as graphic as the rest yeah because the rest is like multiple stories being told whereas that one was just like really interesting it was like the storyline that was so compelling in that one. the first one is way more psychological and like although there is some gore that happens as in most scary movies it's not that much but then like the more that you watch the saws also there was one where like 
maybe it was like the fourth one. It was like the guy that was like crawling through the maze of the boxes. And then like he fell through razors or whatever. I don't remember what, or like he fell, he got to the end and then he fell out of the box and like it chopped him up in like a wood chipper. It was just like all the other ones after the the second one, because the second one is really good still. I still like it. The third one and on, it's about the gore. It's not about the story. Because the first, the second one is about like it's it's the kid that's like trapped in. Spoiler alert: the kid that's trapped in the safe in the oxygen tank. Oh right, right. right. He's got to save the kid. Right, his son. Right. Right, and he's the only one that knows. Right. Right. I forgot about that part. Fuck. But can you imagine that waking up locked in a fucking safe? No. No, I cannot because that is a nightmare. That is a intense. I'm gonna edit this out because I don't want anyone to know what my fucking biggest fear is. It's that being trapped in somewhere, a coffin, a safe, and not being able to get out. Claustrophobia is my fucking nightmare. I'm editing all of this out. Maybe I won't. <laughs> but also, terrifying. that's terrifying. That's my biggest fear. What's your biggest fear, Cody? That's tough, man. Like my thing, biggest fear. The thing that like if you in a saw situation. So like mine is honestly mine's even less like being in a safe because if I was to wake up in a safe, there's nothing I could do. If I was buried, yeah. There's still the hope that I could break through and dig my way out and knowing that I couldn't. Yeah. Even talking about it gives me so much anxiety. Being buried alive, that's my biggest fear. That's a, I definitely have a fear of tight spaces like that, like being trapped. Yeah. Um, because being burned alive, it's going to last like that. My nerves will be burned off before I die. Yeah. So like I'll feel pain for like this long and that's horrible. But like I'll die. I, the nerve endings will be cut off before I right. die. Um, being like drown, drowning, whatever. Shark attacks, even though I'm terrified of Ooh, like the terrifying. ocean. Please let it be fast. Please let it be fast. Uh, I, I, I feel like even if that's the case, like it's still, there is a short amount of time of like fucking rip me apart. I'll be terrified for a little bit and I'll fight and I'll live or I won't like there is no right. other option. But then if you want to go ocean, I more than shark though. I am scared of sharks and I've been circled by sharks before. Did I ever tell you that? No. In Florida. Remember when the year that they had all the shark attacks? Yeah. I was like I do. 15. Dude. I, I was, I was in Florida at that time and I was going from one sandbar to the second sandbar. So further out, you know? And so you had to swim through dark water to get to the second sandbar and i get there and then dude like lightning fast they were about the length of me so they were just like babies i guess but so fast these two sharks like shot out of the dark water and started circling me and uh i didn't know what to do 
And so I slowly just like started moving backwards, trying to get closer to the shore. And it, what's crazy is they kept perfect distance from me. Like they had a certain radius that they were swimming around me. And I was really, I stood there for a minute because I was like, what I got scared of was like, I have to swim in deep water, like dark water to get to that next sandbar. And I feel like if they're going to attack me, it's going to be when I hit the actual swimming part. Cause I'm walking right now, you know? Right. And, and so I, but I was like, I stood there for a while and, and I mean, they were going so fast around me that I was like, there is zero chance I will see this coming unless they come right at me. I mean, they were going so fast, dude. And so I was like, fuck it. I have one option. And then that option is to go get back, you know? So I slowly like swam, like trying to stay in the same upright position, like just kind of waiting myself. And I right. made it to the second sandbar and they're still circling. And I can see them when they're hitting the clear water. And that was another scary thing. It's like when I got to the dark water, I couldn't see them. Anymore. Wait, so you weren't up by sandbar. You mean like it's still underwater? Yeah, no, I'm in the, so the water is like to the top of my chest, but my head, I can stand and it's like, I can see. And so I can see them. They're like swimming around me. And then I had to actually go off in water that I couldn't stand anymore. I had to actually swim, like, to get back to more standing water. And I made it, and I thought maybe they'd go away, and they wouldn't. They just kept circling me. And so I was, like, slowly moving, and then eventually they just shot off into the dark water and left. Never fucked with me. But, I mean, it was – I couldn't tell you how long. It felt like a fucking eternity. And they were clearly babies because they were, you know – six feet long but there was two of them and i mean it was like so fast dude it was terrifying and it's also the same year that multiple people were attacked in the same area right. so i was just I like oh god yeah it was terrifying i also went parasailing that same year and my dad and i went up at the same time and we could see pe like people swimming and sharks around them and they were just completely unaware it was like what oh my god yeah that's i feel like I don't know. That's even more terrifying. Yeah, because there's no way to tell them. You're right. too far up in the air. And no one really knows what you're screaming anyway, you know? Um, you're parasailing, it could just be like you being scared of heights. Right, right. They're not assuming you're speaking to them, that there's like a fucking shark just swimming around and them in their inner tube. That is I fucking hate the ocean. I literally just had this conversation with my friend. Like, she did this um, scuba dive. Thankfully, this is not a shark story, but like she was talking about, like she did this like scuba dive where like she was like out, uh, she was like scuba diving like uh, sunken ships. Ooh. And so like she said the, the current was so intense when they got down there because it was like a hundred, it was like a hundred feet below that it was like so dark and so black that it was like nothing and she, then the current would take her and then it'd take her in. And then it would be like so close to these like sunken battleships. And like, she could see like the, like the guns of the battleship. And then like the current would take her away and it would just be black. And then she would take her back in. Oh my be, God. Like, right I would there. not do that. And she I would said, not do that. She was telling me about her having like a panic attack underwater and you can't like try and swim up. Right. You have to go up slow. Because the the nitrogen the bends. right the the bends 
so you have to go up slowly. And I was like, we were having a terrifying conversation about how much I hate the ocean. And this conversation that you and I are having is only solidifying how much I will not go into the ocean unless it's just like knee deep. I will walk in and I will enjoy the ocean. I will enjoy the beach. I love the beautiful uh, clear waters that are not huge waves, but everything else is terrifying. The ocean is terrifying to me. I mean, Dude. we don't even know what animals exist. We don't even know we what all is down know. there, man. So what that brings me to my even greater fear than sharks in the ocean are giant squids. Yeah. They're massive. And have you seen the video of the man that was attacked by giant squids, the scuba diver that was trying to document them? Because they can't even, they're not even sure how big they get, but they think they're about as long as like giant whales. Like they're massive. No, they live in the deep, those. deep I'm water not. and they don't come up. So there's this one particular, I think it's like a red squid or something like that. I don't remember, but they're, they're big. They're bigger than a man and they're really aggressive. And he was trying to document them. So he was wearing this like Kevlar diving suit. Like there are this chain mesh diving suit. Cause this is the horrible way to die. So like a shark, you know, it's got those gnarly teeth that really right. dig in. These fuckers like, have beaks. Like they got beaks, man. Bird. Like a That's, bird. Right. It's not even, it is, that is something out of a fucking sci-fi film. Yeah. Is it a water swimming thing with like fucking tentacles? But oh, dude, it's an guys, alien. It's a fucking it alien a fucking that lives in the water. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So he's trying to document them. And the, uh, the guy that, the native person, I can't remember what part of the world this is in, was like, you're insane if you're getting in the water with these things because they're so aggressive. Anyway, he thought he was safe because he had like this suit and all, like a light and stuff. And like a group of them came up and were trying to figure out like what he was. And they all attacked him at the same time. The first one grabbed a hold of his arm, ripped it right out of the socket. While other ones, two grabbed his legs and started plunging him down. It like burst his eardrums because of like how fast they were taking him down. And then broke one of his arms, I think, from its beak like trying to chew through his arm, but he had the, the mesh on. And so then they've got him by all of his limbs after they figured out how he operated. And uh, I mean, he survived, he managed to get away, but one arm was dislocated. One arm was like broken. His ears were fucked up. He had the bins, like they fucked his world up. And I was like, just imagine a swimmer, no protective gear. That's the only thing that saved his life was that he had the, the, the protective suit on. And he and still got that fucked up. And that is just uh, creatures that are at the level that we can go down to. Mm. Have we even been to the deepest part of the ocean? I don't think no, so. No, I don't think that we have. Because please, someone, if, if I'm wrong, please like yell at us and tell us that we're wrong. Right. But I don't think that we've been to the deepest part of the ocean, which means that there are still creatures that live at the bottom, 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 deepest of the ocean. And you know they're scary as fuck, man. Like the anglerfish? Get the fuck oh, out of here with fucker, that fucker, yeah, that fucker can get the fuck out of here. Fuck that shit. I hate it. I hate it all. I hate it all. Yeah, hate that's terrifying. that's happening. You know what would be a horrible thing? Fear. Is to wake up in a saw. This is like a, a fear of mine. To wake up in like a saw situation. Only you're meant to live. But what it's like, you wake up and you're trapped in this room. And there's just a spoon sitting in front of you. And then there basically is all you have to do. Are you kidding me? I think my bladder is getting worse. 
<laughs> wow. So all you have to do is take that spoon and scoop both of your eyes out of the sockets. That's one of my biggest fears. Are you getting hot, oh. bro? Yeah, it's really hot in here. Whatever. Anyway. The Happy Halloween! Again! That was better than last week's, right? Or should it be... You couldn't get more annoying than last week's. Or should it be... (laughs) Should it be... It shouldn't be anything else. It shouldn't be anything else. It should be spooky, right? So it should be... The Gay Corner. Don't worry, dude. I judge myself. You don't have to fucking say anything, okay? I understand. (laughs) That's good. Um, For the Gay Corner... I just have one fucking thing. It's not a lot. It's whatever. So, so many people today, like, they dress in drag. They look at you right now. Like, um, so it came from, like, so... The Bible? Yeah, it came from Jesus. Jesus said, dress in drag. That's what he said. So we're back to Shakespeare. (laughs) Back to Shakespeare. Where did this go? I had this. Oh my God. Don't. He's not even prepared. Okay. So I'm just going to just talk about it because I've read it like a hundred fucking times. So like if I get it wrong, guess what guys? Y'all can just fucking It'll call be me out on it. You can just It'll like be wrong. fact check this entire fucking story. But like in the night, in the early 1900s, this, there was this. Okay. All right. <laughs> I fucking hate you so much. You piece what? of fucking shit. What'd I do? You're being Cody. And you How think, I, what? That's offensive. There, yeah, it is offensive. Yeah, <laughs> being Cody is offensive. That's oh. a correct statement. Cody is an offensive human. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to drink my beer before I do this. I'm going to take my fucking time. I'm gonna well, I'm going to get up and pee. I'm going to be gone for like five minutes if you just don't start. Do you need to go pee? Go pee before we do I this. Do. Go pee. Oh, oh, go, 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 go. Yeah, I don't want to sit here and this is going to take some time, dude. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> Go pee. <laughs> I'm super drunk. Super drunk. Super drunk. Oh, no. Oh, no. What are you fucking saying oh, no about? My phone's on 20%. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> uh. Okay, so Halloween, trick-or-treating starting in, like, the early 1900s with, like, people going out in costumes and all of this shit, which there were laws in place for cross-dressing, right? So, like, you couldn't go out in public as a cross-dresser or you'd be arrested. But then, as things started to progress, they started to realize that Halloween, a lot of people wore costumes, and a lot of people started cross-dressing for Halloween. So the one night of of the year that gay people, cross-dressers, transgender, drag, it was like the one night of the year could go out publicly, not in their um, little cabarets and stuff like that, they could go out in public and not be arrested. Oh. So like that was like such a big thing because like you could, like if you went out in drag, 
you would be arrested immediately. How free you must have felt on Halloween, huh? And that was the whole point in, in the article that I was reading, which, by the way, it's, a, it's called Your Queer Story, which is a podcast, which you should listen to. I'm going to start listening to it. That's where I'm getting all of this information, YOS, your, or YQS, y, your queer story. Um, that they, it was a freeing night where they could actually go out in public. And um, eventually, so like, so like costumes became a thing because of Christianity, as they always do, turns a specific holiday like they do with Christmas or anything like that into a something that is acceptable. So like Christmas was like, oh, let's turn all of these um, celestial like uh, pagan holidays into the birth of Jesus, right? And same mm-hmm. with Halloween. They were like, well, how do we spin this a dark vandalism ridden Air, or like uh, date, time, area, or t- uh, point in, in the year into something that is acceptable. And so they started dressing their children up into costumes, which then turned to, into adults dressing in costumes, which then turned into adults cross-dressing. And so then the police realized that like, oh, this is a big thing. And so we can't arrest people on Halloween because it's a costume. Mm-hmm. But it was like one night a year where people could freely go out and do what they wanted to do and be who they wanted to be without question, without fear uh, or of repercussions. I like that. That's um, cool. So I, I've, I, and, and obviously there's like ton, like this specific uh, article that I was reading uh, had like tons of like spider web effects. Like there was like, uh, I guess like a, a whole drag community that, and it was like huge drag parties that happened on Halloween um, that were just like extravagant and just beautiful. Um, and like, as we see the progress of just humanity people being able to use this outlet of Halloween all the way back to this like origin of one night a year where you get to be free, where you get to be who you are to where we are now, where it's like you can actually be who you want to be and who you are without any repercussions. And I thought that was such a beautiful like arc, able to be who you are all the time. And I found that, very inspiring, very lovely. That's about, that's pretty much all I have for Gay Corner. I like that, man. Um, I really like that. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. That's the end of the Gay Corner. That sounds more like a horse than like creepy, but uh, do you got some gay news for us? Or not gay news, sorry. Yes. Serious news. All right, here we go. My phone's about to die, so I'm just going to keep it to two. 
Okay, well, and these I are creepy. Pee, so you just go ahead and keep talking. You are fucking worthless. Okay, so these are creepy things that really happened on Halloween. So 1981, a murder on Halloween morning happened inside a Manhattan home. To think, to take things even spookier, the exact murder had been predicted by an infamous serial killer, which was David. Berkowitz, a.k.a. the son of Sam. And I'm going to quote this here. Uh, Let's see here. So the son of Sam was incarcerated in the Attica Correctional Facility in upstate New York Supermax prison when he predicted a murder written off as just a made-up story nobody listened to Berkowitz until his exact prediction played out. On the early morning of Halloween in 1981, while staying in their Manhattan home, 32 people, basically, I'll skip their names, or maybe I shouldn't for respect's sake. So 39-year-old Ronald Sisman and 20-year-old Elizabeth, can't pronounce that last name, Platzman, were beaten and shot to death. According to Reader's Digest, Berkowitz had described a cult carrying out this massacre and even described the exact apartment layout to a T. It's unclear if Berkowitz's prediction was merely a coincidence and to this day, the murder remains unsolved. How crazy. And there's also uh, thoughts that the son of Sam was more than one person. And that Berkowitz just took the heat because of his fucking parking ticket he got during one of the murders. But they think that there was like at least three people, if I remember correctly off the top of my drunken brain, that were the son of Sam. That they were all operating together. So this, 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 pro- this idea that Berkowitz would have this information that a group of people were going to do this thing and that they would already know the layout of the apartment and how it was going to go makes perfect sense. Like for all we know, that was already something pre-planned before he was arrested and uh, he was just relaying the information. But anyway, crazy. Uh, Then also on Halloween in 1974, this is where the poison candy, razor blade candy comes from. Oh, Eight-year-old yeah, Timothy like, O'Brien yeah. ate poison candy, killing him. Turns out it was his dad that poisoned the candy. I don't want to break down all that, that but then that led to this massive panic that we now understand because the dad said right. he was poisoned by the Halloween candy. And they that had is- all this po- But what they didn't know was the dad himself had poisoned the candy. So it created this mass panic that there were people, and there have been people that have done shit right. like this since right, right, right but this what actually initiated the panic was like a dad that was killing his own kids what the fuck which like we see that even today parents are fucked up right he was cashing like, in on his son's life insurance policy wait for real that's uh-huh. why yeah wait did so my question is did he get found out before or after he died like was this a thing that like they found out no 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 the kid had died He'd okay. already killed his kid. I knew, I knew that. Yeah. Oh, before the, the dad death, died? Before the dad died. Like, did they find this out before he had died? Or is this you know like what? something that was like information that they found out way later on in life? I feel like it was quite a bit later on. I'm trying to look it up. Timothy O'Brien. Uh, oh, okay, so I'll just look up the Wikipedia on this if that's all right. Ronald Clark O'Brien was the name of the father. On October 31st, 1974, O'Brien took his two children trick-or-treating in a Pasadena, Texas neighborhood. O'Brien's neighborhood and his two children accompanied them 
After visiting a home where the occupant failed to answer the door, the children grew impatient and ran ahead to the next neighbor while Brian stayed behind. He eventually caught up with the group and produced five 21-inch pixie sticks, which would later claim he was given from the occupant of the house that had not answered the door. At the end of the evening, O'Brien gave each of the neighbor's two children a pixie stick and one each to Timothy and Elizabeth, which were his children. Upon returning home, O'Brien gave gave the fifth pixie stick to a 10-year-old boy whom he recognized from his church. Before bed, Timothy asked to eat some of the candy he collected, choosing the pixie stick. Timothy had trouble getting the powder candy out of the straw, so O'Brien helped him loosen the powder. After tasting the candy, Timothy complained that it tasted bitter. O'Brien then gave his son Kool-Aid to wash away the taste. Timothy immediately began to complain that his stomach hurt and ran to the bathroom where he began vomiting and convulsing. O'Brien later claimed he had Timothy while he was, he held Timothy while he was vomiting and the child went limp in his arms. Timothy O'Brien died en route to the hospital less than an hour after consuming the candy. So not only did he give the candy to his two, two, two children, he gave it to other children as well. Yeah, so Timothy's death uh, from poisoned Halloween candy prompted the fear in the community. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. horrifying. Yeah. Which is why we have this fear of accepting candy from other people. It's like, there's also razor blades and like all this other shit of like, don't bite into candy. Yep. That's where it all came from. Motherfucker. Yep. What the and fuck? I know. He As was the just there to what, kill his own children and he killed other children in the process? Well, to like spread it, to make sure that it wasn't just his kids because then it would be more suspicious than right. if multiple kids had. That's dumb. That yep. fucking pisses me off. Yeah, he be- they believe he gave the other children the, kef- uh, the candy in effort to cover up his crime. The other children never consumed the candy. Police repeatedly questioned O'Brien, but he maintained his innocence. Now, this said he was $100,000 in debt at the time, which is uh, over half a million in 2019, once you calculate inflation, and had taken out a $10,000 life insurance policy on both of his children before he did this. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Holy fucking shit. Yep. Yep. Pretty that's like rough. some like uh that's some like uh pillow man shit dude it's fucked up like, right uh like putting like fucking razor blades in apples and that's dude pillow man up shit. dark 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 play oh honestly one of my favorite plays it's such a great show um uh, and then the last one these are all really uplifting everyone halloween oh good well 1963 Ooh. we'd continue to go back in time and an accidental propane gas explosion at an ice rink, ice skating rink exhibition, exhibition in Indiana caused 74 deaths and the 400 people injured. So basically what happened was at this ice skating rink in Indiana, there was a, a gas leak that basically the employees were unaware of coming from the concession stand. And eventually that led to an explosion, which caused a massive cave in and a bunch of people fell into a fucking deep hole and died. 74 people died. Fuck. And 400 people were injured from it. Wow, this is kind of sad. So Indianapolis Star reporter Richard R. Roberts reported that events of the night and described the tragic aftermath as a horrific scene writing, you walk into a nightmare. This is the worst thing I have seen since combat in World War II. 
Holy shit. Yeah. Heavy shit, man. Heavy shit. Well, dude, do you have any... Oh, like- you want to hear something else fucked up? Be yeah. careful, ladies and gentlemen. I cannot remember the name of the gentleman because I, I pulled it up on my phone, which is about to die, and now I can't exit out of it um, to look at the story. But there was a gentleman who never went out on Halloween because he thought it was too dangerous. Once he was into his 20s, he went out on Halloween to hang out with some friends driving home. His car was egged, which is like, you know, standard Halloween trickery. He gets out to confront the children that egged his car. As he goes to get back in his car, one of the kids pulled out a gun, shot him fucking dead because they egged his car and he stopped and called them out on it. That's fucked up. Yep. Is that it? Oh, that Can is it? the end of Serious Halloween News. Oh, shit. I love that. Yeah. So be careful out there. Because shit really does go down on Halloween. Um, oh, man. What a great... I love this. I'm, I'm loving that uh, our Halloween special is actually Halloween-y. Big halloween A big... A big old Halloween. Sausage Halloween. Oh, no. Oh, no. We lost Cody. All right. Toast. All right. Uh... Dude, also, I love the pearls. Okay, so... Those pearls thank are you. looking good. Yeah, she wants a pearl necklace. Yeah, it came with my, my, my wig. I was going to say, where... Um, it also came you? with, like, the what little... your wig, dude? It was so fucking hot. When my phone died, <laughs> I just said, fuck it. It started coming off when I took my headphones, and I just bailed. Toast. Toast. To Halloween. And I think it's... Ooh. So suiting, because... At least for me, like, uh, and so many people to the people in your life now, the people that were in your life, um, to your everyday you and the day, the you that you get to be mm. on just this one day, and um, all the fun that comes from it, like the freedom that comes with Halloween. And also, cheers to like just people in the world, right? Like, if you're going through a hard time, you got shit going on. Let's have a little fun on this one day, you know? We got a day. Let's fucking make the most of it. Absolutely. You know what's so cool and why I've always loved Halloween? Like, since I was a child? Yeah. There's no such thing as normal. Yeah. And you know what's even cooler about that? In the real world, there's no fucking thing, such thing as normal. So, whatever you feel like, just know. Whatever you think normal is doesn't exist, right? Maybe we try to paint the picture, but even within that realm... There are so many different things. Like, there's no such thing as normal. Yeah. So you, yourself, by being you, are normal. Absolutely. Uh, whatever that is. Um, yeah. So anyway, I fucking love you, brother. I love everyone that's listening to this show. Yeah. Thanks for dude, doing it. I love you too, dude. I love everybody that's listening. Happy fucking Halloween. Happy fucking Halloween. Ooh. 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 All the noises. <laughs> Drink Bud Light Lime and ask them to sponsor Bud us. Bud Light Lime. <laughs> Please give Ruined us money. real lime, Peter. <laughs> give us money. <laughs> yeah. Also, anyone listening, if you have the time, give us a little like, throw us some stars on whatever platform you're listening to. Yeah. 
We appreciate it. I Absolutely. hope we bring some laughs to your day. And that's it. Absolutely. So, cheers. Cheers. Love you. Love you all. Love you all. Love you, brother. Nine beers deep, you bitches. Halloween!